If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Um, Before we get started on the podcast, you know, I just wanted to note um, DeMar Hamlin. Um, The last podcast we recorded during Monday Night Football, um, we weren't watching the game. So it wasn't until after we were done recording that podcast that we saw what happened um, and everything that's come after that. So DeMar Hamlin's in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, we donated to his charity. We re- we encourage all of you to, to do so as well. Um, it's a toy drive. Um, if you're not aware of it, uh, look up DeMar Hamlin uh, charity on Google. I'm sure it'll be the first thing that pops up. Um, but our thoughts and prayers go to him. It looks like he is slowly on the road recovery. Obviously, there's still a lot of unknowns. Um, but any news uh, in the positive we take is extremely good news. So our thoughts and prayers continue to go to him. Um, we hope everybody is sending our thoughts and prayers to his family as well. Um, but there is still football on Sunday, and obviously a big one of the biggest games the Lions have played in years on Sunday Night Football at Lambeau. So we're covering that in this podcast. Um, we also recorded it live on YouTube. Um, so at... Uh, DTBK underscore Lions on YouTube if you're following us on Instagram or Twitter. Also, please put uh, subscribe to that channel as well. Um, talking about the X Factor in this game, um, what improvements the Packers have made since the last time we played them, what the Lions can do to also improve. It's not like they played a great game against them last time. Um, so there's lots of cover here um, with the big game on Sunday night. But again, DeMar Hamlin and our thoughts and prayers. Um, and we hope everybody is sending their thoughts and prayers to him as well. But now, um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid, because it's time for the last regular season pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back, baby. We are back. It's January 4th, week 18 of the NFL season, and we can't wait to talk about this Sunday night football game the last game of the year possibly to get into the playoffs god willing uh some hope or, or some help and hope uh from the rams to try to beat the seahawks this weekend we'll get into all that but before we do let's get to the blue cool crew so i'm big c let's get to the rest of the crew that's here so we got bob hello there connor yo and red dog yo all right gentlemen so, as you can see on the bottom uh, streaming thing, we're recording this live on YouTube, but as you can see, the Lions, four and a half point underdogs at Green Bay. This game will start at 7.15 Central. The over-under is 44 and a half. Um, and this is most likely for, it's definitely for the playoffs for Green Bay, and the Lions need some help uh, three hours before from the Rams uh, to beat the Seahawks. Uh, and we will know by kickoff whether this is for the playoffs or just for some gold-fashioned lion pride. Uh, how do you guys feel about Seattle? Do you think they can get it done against uh, the Rams? It's, it's, as I mentioned in the earlier podcast, it's ironic we've ruined for the Rams to lose all year, and now we need them to yeah. win. <laughs> I know. I know. 
Uh, it's rough. like this team. I, I'm a little worried because this the Seattle team. I mean, they're not world beaters per se, but they've just been so solid. Every like when we played them, they were good and they handled business last week. Now I don't know though. I think the Rams have been catching a little bit of magic lately. But who knows what could happen? Baker. Yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield. That's the the thing, right? He's uh, playing for a job for next year, auditioning. That would be a big uh, feather in his cap if he could pull that off. I know they're. They're underdogs in that game, but I like the Rams' chances in this. They get to be spoilers, yeah. too, against a division rival, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and they have nothing yeah. to pay for in terms of draft position because the Lions obviously have their draft pick. Um, so it, it's a lot of fun. And, and, and actually, uh, dog, the, the, the Seahawks have not been taking care of business lately. Uh, <laughs> um, they, they started the season 7 or 6-2, and two, sorry, and they have just – barely gotten by the second oh. half of the season they've lost um five of their last seven <laughs> games and one of that one of those was a four-point victory against the rams in la so this team's been struggling there the thing i like about it is that they've been really struggling they're the worst against the run in the nfl and um the rams oh, yeah. have and the rams really lately at the run game ironically. yeah the run's been great for them in the last couple of games for the mm-hmm. rams Picking yeah up. Well, yeah, I was probably just thinking of Seattle won last week, right? They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, yeah, yeah, that but, was all. But I the was Jets. About. <laughs> I mean, it's the Jets. Do they count? I mean, we we were pretty excited when we beat the Jets. Well, it counts <laughs> when we beat the Jets, but I don't know if it counts when other people beat. The Jets. They're a respectable team. I mean, I don't think they're world beaters either, but they're a solid team. I don't know. No, we uh. That Jets, that was in Seattle, right? The Jets game? Yep, in Seattle. This game is in Seattle mm-hmm. as well. Um, but it's hard to beat a team twice in your division. Uh, so I like that aspect of well. Baker Bayfield didn't play in the first game. It was John Wolford, uh, who threw two picks, and they still barely beat them. So there's a lot of things going. I'm feeling really good. Yeah. It's only a six-and-a-half-point hey. spread, too. So it's definitely within. Yeah. And Z, we also have the Bobby Wagner revenge tour. You know, mm. they got rid of him. They dumped, They kicked him to the curb. So he's going to want revenge. That's a Bobby Wagner <laughs> I wonder if Baker like lived in the SoFi like he did Progressive. Yeah, he was living there for a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. are they gonna have new commercials out in LA? Yeah. I, I always hated those ads, but if Baker could pull this off, I will watch the ads and enjoy them for a day. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get to the game now. Uh, in Lambo for the Lions. Uh, hmm. I mean, if I told you that the Lions could play for playoff game. If I told you week one or before the season that the Lions in week 18 had a chance to go to Lambeau, beat the Packers to go to the playoffs, what would your reaction have been, Bob? In Well, yeah, I mean, this is one of the scenarios we talked about when we were looking at the schedule, right, early in the season. I mean, we do have to rely on Seattle a little bit, but it could end up being what we talked about, uh, winner takes all for the division. So uh, you can't ask for more i mean i think players are going to be hyped for this under the lights we finally get a game under the lights and uh this is just it's what you live for 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 football fans yeah red dog if we win do we pass the vikings i, I didn't know what? the division was on the line well no uh, whatever <laughs> get out of here sorry couldn't help myself uh yeah you know week one i would have been like this is almost exactly what i expected except for we'd have a few more wins under our belt but you know after week seven that's a different story (laughs) um (laughs) but uh yeah no this is we've been you know this is the perfect opportunity like what who was it under caldwell 
when we made it into the playoffs but blew the division the last game of the season against the Packers, yep. and that was so utterly frustrating. We basically made, walked into the playoffs ass backwards after having a pretty good season, but we were kind of declining towards the end. Like, now this feels a lot like that, except for we're not declining going into this game. If anything, we're hitting our stride, and it's like the perfect storybook finish to the season, especially – in so much of this growth and the Packers as a foil to our growth and all that. Like, I think this is, this is so perfect. And if we pull this out and make the playoffs, it's going to be amazing. And even if we don't make the playoffs if the Seahawks, get it done. Who cares if we can finish this season nine and eight uh, with a win at Lambeau and basically only lost one game in division all season. That would be outstanding. Yeah. yeah. And we see the comments yeah, like, Steven, like, yes. <laughs> Steven oh. Seneca what's a high school with him. He's a great guy. Huge Lions fan. Very smart. Great better, too. Uh, <laughs> if you ever want good parlays. Uh, he yeah. says, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, he's at uh, Rams by now. So good good on you, Steven. Uh, we appreciate the comment. Um, So, I mean, Lambo, tough place to play. I mean, Connor, I'm kind of thinking well, you and I should just like, you know, debate I know the game because we're two and oh, at Rams. Uh, we uh, yeah, you guys are talking about it, right? Our one time at Lambo, they didn't punt till like the end of the fourth quarter, I think. And they just dominated that game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the uh, ref, the head ref of this game is the same crew that did that no. game, the 37 11. That's yeah. Oh, that one. Okay, I thought you were talking about. I, I thought you were going to say. No. I didn't look at the refing crew for this game. I thought you no, were they, say, the one that they won thirty-seven to eleven or whatever. Okay, okay, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, no, it's good. I thought you were going to say Cleet Blakeman, the guy who called the two phantom holding call, defensive holding. Call oh God, flowers. I, on, uh, no, I'm sure the league will be pushing for that stuff because they want the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers story. But mm-hmm. it's just, just a little, a little segue off of that, just to bring up a kind of a question, like. Have you guys noticed this year? Does it, it? I don't feel like we've blamed the refs a whole lot this year, even when we've lost. Like, and not because the refs have been good or anything. I just feel like this team is finally playing like a team that you know the F refs are actually an afterthought. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, when you're winning, back. when you're winning games, you're not blaming the refs. Um, well, when you're blowing people out, that though, <laughs> like the first half of the yeah. season, I mean, the refs were bad, but like this team, like it never felt like the excuse. And it doesn't yeah. feel like it now. Like it just feels different. Maybe, maybe I'm I feel like yeah. a lot of the close games have come down to like a Dan Campbell call and not like a missed call on the field. Like that's where we've directed our anger. Mm-hmm. Like that first Vikings game. Like yeah. that Bears game could have gone differently. You know, if we had lost that, maybe we'd be yelling at the refs. But hey, um, and uh, Red Dog, you're suggesting that we're making up this stuff in our heads. I think. There was actually oh, bad uh, calls against us that happened in the past, and they weren't happening. Oh, this absolutely, year. So, they were. So, so I don't think it's just some psychological. What was that? Think, no, that was- that's not what I'm saying, Bob. I'm not saying the effects weren't there. I'm just saying they the the refs are just no longer part of the equation. Like because this team truly just takes accountability. Like you don't like, and it doesn't even make sense because they you never know teams ever well, blame the refs, especially so, against like, the it just Packers. Feels different in their execution and everything. Like we've been done dirty. Against the Packers, yeah, the fans of face yeah. mask call. And then oh, the one really... Patricia game in Green Bay. Was that Monday night or Sunday night where we just got like eight bad calls in a row? Yeah, the, the two holding Shame. calls I'm talking about. Uh, is yeah. Game Monday night. Yeah. It's just and, a feeling. It, like they're like, not leaving it up to the refs like previous teams seem to have done. I don't know. 
Never I don't mind. know. I'll be bitching <laughs> if they make bad calls again. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> you bitching anyway, Bob. You bitching. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, bitching bee's knees. I don't know. Um, so this uh, Packers team has similar fashion to the Lions. Uh, gotten off to a horrible start this year and then turned it around late in the season. I believe they've won 16 uh, games in a row in December under Matt LaFleur. Uh, going, mm-hmm. you know, back the previous four years. So this is a team that really turns it on in December. Um, but they've won four in a row. Um, and the, the only close one really was the Dolphins, uh, which they controlled most of that game in Miami. Um, now there was a, a concussed two for ha- a, a half uh, in that game. It, it turns <laughs> yeah. out. But um, Z, do you have a more accurate stat or relevant stat of how they do in January? How they do in January? Uh, well, I mean, they win a game or two, and then they lose the <laughs> NFC Championship. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They yeah, don't get, they don't get farther than that. If if they do win, I do expect them to get steamrolled by the Niners. So let's just let's just help the Packers avoid that. Let's yeah, just, we're gonna steamroll the Niners. Rogers will be awesome. so high he won't even know what's going on out there. <laughs> he's into his drugs. <laughs> what is he in his late sixties now? He's he's a, an aging yeah. veteran. I think he's 70. we have one of the hottest. Young offenses in the league. You know, this could be nice. He's like Worm Tongue whispering in Pat McAfee's ear, like, you must turn on the Lions. You must attack them. Oh, yeah. Did you see the weird Pat McAfee thing? That was. Yeah. Well, Rodgers is is like buddy buddy with Pat McAfee. And then he's like bitching and moaning that Dan Campbell wouldn't come on the show when he had just been on the show recently, the week before the most important game of the season. Right. And he apologized. It was all forced because fans were outraged. But that's so weird. Yeah. It was very strange. He, he, yeah, he got mad at Dan Campbell not coming on his podcast, uh, which is it's normal to say no to these I, people. Um, how but, dare you yeah. say no to me? Yeah, Friends, we get a lot of no's. We haven't got many yeses yet. We're still on the up and up. You know, we're not as big. It's as like we're the yet. only national people that cover the Lions. The disrespect here is I'm like, whatever, dude. Was yeah, that, Justin Dan Rogers. Rogerowski arguably has the biggest platform and he speaks highly in the Lions all the time. I oh, yeah. 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 Justin oh, Rogers yeah. tweeted. It's like uh, you buy a girl two drinks and then you expect her to come home with you. That was McAfee. Yeah, yeah I saw that. That was Justin. actually a, the rare good Justin Rogers tweet. Uh, usually, I oh, don't like Justin Rogers. I think usually find him a little like he th- he thinks he's the funniest guy in the room type personality. Um, uh, yeah. When he usually isn't, <laughs> but he's not. I'm guessing. <laughs> but that was actually a good one. That one landed for me. So good on you, Justin Rogers. <laughs> um. So Green Bay, uh, they they've really turned it on. Uh as I mentioned, and a lot of it has to do with their running game, but especially their defense. Uh, Their defense Mm. was one of the worst against the the run in the league uh, for the first half of the season, but in the second half, they've they've really ramped it up a lot. They held, similar to the Lions, uh, they really limited Minnesota rushing, but it it was more of the big plays on defense that they made. Kirk Cousins threw three picks. Um, One of which returned for a touchdown. They returned a kick for a touchdown. Um, in that game, just a complete blow. And this is going to be a, a roaring uh, Lambeau crowd. They were really into it on that uh, Minnesota game. And I would expect a lot, uh, even more so, them because the playoffs are literally on the line for them. They are not relying on Seattle to lose. Win, and they are in. Um, but So, uh, worst yeah. case scenario, winning, we spoil their season? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Exactly. So it's either we play private or we're going for the playoffs. Um, Yeah. But I just want to win. 
are you guys expecting a similar result to the last time we played them? Aaron Rodgers threw three picks <laughs> in that game, uh, two in the room. Uh, I, I don't expect them to throw a goal line pass to their left tackle in this one. Uh, one of Hutchinson's <laughs> three picks. Uh, Rodgers for 291 yards. I mean, Green Bay moved the ball pretty well on them last time they played, and Christian Watson wasn't playing at the level he is now. Um, and th- they only ran for 100 yards in that game as well. But, but on the other on the other side, the Lions' offense. Th- this is one of God. This is Goff's worst game at home all year. He only threw for 137 yards. Uh, he did have two touchdowns. He also, this was actually the, the last team that he threw an interception against as well, mind you. Mm. Um, what I forgot how many, it, it is in a row now, Goff hasn't thrown it. It's over 300 pass attempts uh, since this uh, wow. last game. But this was also the start of the Lions turnaround. They were one and six, beat the Packers at home, and started around. So why not finish that yeah. turnaround with a win over the Packers? Huh? That'd be beautiful. Bookends. Exactly. This would be a great game. I mean, both teams were in a similar situation. They both started kind of poorly and have turned it around in the second half. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I expect That's Houston awesome. to get multiple sacks this game. My prediction. Ooh, I like that. It's gonna sack like Rogers that. twice. That'd be awesome. Hutch is going to get a half sack. Another halfy for Hutch. <laughs> another another halfy for Hutch. Um, the, I mean, it really comes down for the Lions in a lot of cases, uh, as it's been all year, really. If they shut down the run game, the Lions can turn up pass rush and affect these offenses. But you have to shut down the run game. You have to shut it down. Um, mm-hmm. because obviously like we saw against Carolina, um, Seattle, et cetera. I mean, if we don't shut down the run game, it's going to be a long day for the Lions defense. Um, with Aaron Jones and a- AJ Dillon's really taken over the, the larger share of the carries, uh, recently. I don't know if that's protecting Aaron Jones from injury because he's been up on the injury report or they just feel that AJ Dillon's a better, um, Running back in December, but that's the way it's trended. And and don't forget, Aaron Rodgers ran for 40 yards against this team as well. Uh, and, and especially with the playoffs on the line, expect Aaron Rodgers to maybe escape out of that pocket once or twice. And the Lions are going to really have to not allow him to do that because uh, that was the one thing that kept them in the game last time we played them. Let him run. Rodgers got a or um, Fields got 147 yards. Nick had only managed 10 points or whatever. So. Yeah, we can stop him. Well, I, I, that's true. I don't want to give up like a sixty-yard run to Rodgers just to oh, prove God. we can do it. But I say, don't let him run. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> I'm just saying we have other ways to beat them. That know? that'd be major hubris to uh, be like, let's let Rodgers run for sixty yards just to prove that we can still stop him. <laughs> Play later, and I, I, I that saw- would be major hubris. <laughs> Um, so let, let's ask a question. I mean, Steven Stilani is asking a question. Uh, Gr- Grace said Packers stink. Uh, we agree. Uh, with you. <laughs> yes, we'll agree. yes. But well, yeah, we do Stephen yeah. uh, asked, so why, why did the NFL decide to schedule our game after the Rams Seahawks? Could there be a hidden script? Just a thought. A lot of people think the league's rigged these days. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the priority there is the Packers. Right. I yeah. They, it, they, they care about. It's winning in, and they want Rodgers to do that on primetime. 
I think the Lions hmm. are the afterthought. I mean, it's cool that we're on, but we weren't the main concern. But they know the Lions are going to play hard no matter what in this game, regardless. That's true. Um, they do know so that. I, I think they know they're going to they were going to get a good game no matter even if uh, Seattle ends up winning, which we don't think they will. Um, or at yeah, least I don't think they, they probably will. elevated the game for the quality of the contents between these two teams more than the mystery because yeah obviously half the mystery is going to be gone but it, i mean actually though like, like he said like the script it's kind of perfect though if the seahawks lose now you do have not a division game uh, not a division on the line like bob suggested earlier but playoffs are on <laughs> well let's uh, hope that the nfl yeah. is conspiring Seriously? in this way um and the rams do win because that would be a first first of all that yeah. the nfl conspires for the lions and not against the lions yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be so much necessarily conspiring for the Lions so much as just uh, conspiring to make that game more interesting. Mm. Yeah. But, but I know a lot of these like ESPN people and everything, they all want the Rodgers. You know, that's what everybody wants in the playoffs uh, is Rodgers' big comeback and everything. But this would be a, another reason for the Lions to win, besides the obvious division opponent and all that, is just to change the narrative about the Packers and the, and the Lions in the division. Because, uh, Shut them down, and then we take over the division next year, and then they fade away. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Will Rogers say, "Oh, I can't believe we did it to that team"? Oh, uh. yeah. I don't think that stuff bothers the Lions players. I mean, they're just they're ready to I win, man. They they that team's focused. What What are you guys expecting out of um, Jamison Williams in this game? Is he the X factor? Is, is that the big difference maker in this game? Because I mean, only two touches all year one for the first catch of his career the 40-yard touchdown and the 40-yard touchdown run last week they try to get in three times um this, this is a very good secondary for green bay this is one of the better secondaries you'll find um in the nfl with jair alexander um and eric stokes um and darnell savage little douglas um just, just your thoughts on jameson williams uh connor I think this would be a great game to just throw the kitchen sink and see what you can use them with. I mean, I know they have a good secondary, but no team's really been able to like do that much homework on him because he's mm-hmm. barely touched the ball. Um, I like what they did with the, the toss to him last week. Um, if you're not throwing 70-yard bombs to him, I still think you can find creative ways to use him, maybe distract some of that secondary, get some other guys open. So I, I think they should go for it, especially if Rodgers is dialed up and slinging it. Absolutely, I'm, I'm still looking to see him uh, do like a post over the middle or something like that. They seem to just want yeah. to line him up outside and run him outside all the time. I'm, wait, I'm waiting. They did a crossing that they middle. missed. Go, Sorry, go, yeah. go ahead. No, they, they. I was just saying they did a crossing route to, to him last week. They just missed. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that was just a matter of timing. They lateral one to him too. I can't remember. No. Yeah, lateral. Oh, the toss. They, uh, they threw a the screen that he dropped. Uh, it wasn't. It, it oh, the, yeah, that's right. It was oh, not a great throw, if I remember. No, it was not a good. But throw. I, I, the lineman knocked it down. Yeah, go ahead. Bob. I'm hoping to go see Jamison Williams. I'm hoping to see him uh, break out this week. But the way this team's playing on our offense, we don't have to try to force it to him. If it's mm-hmm. there, though, I mean, they should dial up some specific plays and try him out because uh, that would be awesome. Because I know, I know, Jamo's itching to get one. Uh, and especially on uh, he's he knows the spotlight from being in Alabama, so he's he's there for it, man. And uh, that'd be a perfect time. But but the Lions don't have to force that, you know. Maybe late if they were trailing late in the game, they'd have to try something like that. But they just mix it in. Ben Johnson's been so good at mixing up these uh, play calls. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, he has. Yeah, uh, he's, he's been excellent. I think I think he's gonna be a more major. He's not. They're not gonna push him ahead of everyone. And I don't think he's gonna pass like uh, maybe even Raymond uh, in terms of like game planning. But I think they're. This is gonna be. If there was a game this entire season where he's not just uh, let's try some random plays to just kind of get him. Where, you know, where it's more about just his reps and less about the actual game he's playing in. And I think this time they're going to game plan him a little bit where he's part of the game plan and they're going to intend to get him some targets and some plays. Uh, you know, what that look like, looks like, obviously, will remains to be seen. But I would not be surprised if we see maybe double the targets we saw last week. Like, we saw one over the middle, one to the screen, to the flat, and then his toss i would be like six good design plays where he's actually intended to get the ball i think that would be about right to where he would be uh imminent threat at all times and you know actually maybe get to do something too at the same time but he's not going to pass chark he's not going to pass reynolds probably like he's still young they're not going to just expect him to be the guy but i expect him to be a, a designed weapon in this game well let me tell you someone that has that's going to be an X factor in this game. I think no matter what, and might have the team railing around him, a guy that we've, uh, we've, we've touched on uh, from time to time, but we touched on him a lot. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, we had his touchdown return, uh, Khalif Raymond. Mm-hmm. He needs seven catches for a $125,000 bonus and 50 yards for another $125,000. bonus. Damn. So I expect oh, him well. to be targeted maybe a little more than he has been, but if he just keeps doing what he's doing, <laughs> uh, he should be, um, you know, he, he should be in good line to at least maybe get the 50 yards. The seven receptions will be tough. That's like a Monra uh, territory. Which yeah. Is, you know, yeah. I'm That's not, tough. I'm the not other one I want to know is Jamal Williams needs six more yards for a $250,000 bonus. That he will get. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. That would be good because he's going home to Green Bay too. You know, yep. he'll want to oh, yeah. have a good game against them. Oh, but yeah, this is one this... of these after he gets like a six yard run the game, like <laughs> going out cash. He needs another tutty. Yeah, this is going to be a good challenge for Green Bay. I mean, like you're talking about these receivers, we kind of mentioned Amon Ra, but just briefly, but he's been awesome. I mean, he's that's a guy they're going to have to focus on. Yeah. And then if they focus on him too much, Shark's going to be open. And then, yeah, uh, Shark's been else, awesome lately. You know, he's so, been a fiend deep. Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like yeah, to see Reynolds. him come back next year, uh, Shark, I think. Because yeah, when healthy, he's proven to be a, a, a really good receiver and, and have good timing with uh, Goff. There, there I, is a question. I would definitely come back. There is another question on here. Will Akuda <laughs> improve this week? Well, oh god, I'm going to say Akuda is going to play as much as he did last week, based on comments we've seen from Dan Campbell. He's going to probably play more in the the punt game and be an emergency uh, fill in for Mike Hughes, the cornerback spot. That seems to be where they're trending for this uh, last. Yeah, it's while. disappointing. I. He's gonna have to make a big play in this game, I think, to to change that. But yeah. it seems like the coaching staff isn't as big on him. His like being a sound tackler and like playing on the ball was like his thing, and he's kind of lost those. He's been burned a lot more recently. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And, and if you got a guy like Watson out there with elite speed, uh, it's gonna be tough for him to come into this game. Uh, J- Jerry Jacobs has become yeah. the number one cornerback for this team, and the number two is a. Uh, they, they cycle through Mike it. Hughes? <laughs> right now, right now it's Mike Hughes. Hughes, but Mike Hughes is also bench drillers and uh, and a warrior was benched. And, and, yeah, know, Will Harris, we, oh. we, we tried out there. 
We'll have uh, Deshaun Elliott back though this week in the safety yes. spot, and uh, oh, that's and that huge. guy, if Christian Harris or Christian Watson catches the ball, he's going to get crushed uh, mm. as he catches it by uh, Deshaun Elliott. So, yeah, we'll see. not to mention his help in the run game. He, I think, like I think there's no small coincidence that we were so vulnerable against the Panthers that week when he was out. Though I do think if he was starting to come along a little better next week, but either way, he's not up to Deshaun's level yet mm-hmm. so no. definitely big to have him back um yeah, we'll tracy walker back for next year <laughs> oh god him and kirby the future oh yeah, yeah that's Look a out. lot of fun are we looking oh. for cephas oh, oh no he's, he's oh. that's just <laughs> dirty man. I, I honestly did forget about cephas i forgot he was on the team and you just do nothing but he gets nothing but ridicule and scorn if they uh, resign Shark, I mean, it is a bummer. No He's just a man. It is a bummer. Absolute bummer. <sighs> He's, yeah. he, he's going to go to, like, Denver or something and burn out. And oh, he play can make games. the team he's next year. I think the guy who's in the Rory costume is retiring, so maybe he can take over. <laughs> <laughs> Any spot on the team, he just needs to keep his toe in the door. Okay? Did you see the Lions <laughs> roster is so good right now that the teams around the league are pulling from their practice squad lately. Uh, Josh Dobbs just played for the Titans last week at quarterback. Um, and Der- Gerard Davis is no longer with the Lions either. He went back to New York. Wait, That's we right. Gerard? Yeah, he's, he's on the, the practice squad. The, the Giants, which is where he was. Oh, uh, oh no. What oh, was, was, was the Jets last year? Sorry. <coughs> that yeah. means they signed him to their active roster, huh? Correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least for the end of the season. That's yeah, weird. Oh, I guess they are in a playoff push too. That kind of sucks for us. A little though. sad I mean, it didn't work out with him. Would have been, been cool. Nice depth relief though, off of the practice squad. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That I, I I kind of figured with these new practice squad rules, people would be a little less like poachy, but maybe not because like because I feel like it's become more of an actual reserve unit, not just. I mean, it has like you had guys on veteran contracts and stuff who don't you know aren't just some rookies. Still, you know, trying to get their foot in the league, like they were actual backups, deep reserves, and I like that development. But it sucks if they can just get poached like that too. Yeah, sure. yeah. I just want their perspective, though. They can be on an active roster, so I think yeah. the players like it. True. I, I, I do. I do want to play one more aspect of this game. I think is going to be vital that we haven't talked about. I, I think special team is going to be huge in this game. Uh, the Packers have really turned around in special teams. Uh, this second half of the season, and that's a big reason why they um, have been playing so good besides the improvement in their defense um, is the the field position game. They've been winning it like crazy, and that Miami game, they're starting on the, their side of the 50, like over 60% of their drives. Um, and you can see it in the stats, too. Like, Rodgers hasn't thrown for 300 yards uh, in a game all year, actually, and most recently hasn't even thrown for 250 and. Uh, since he played the Lions, so, so they they've been getting really good field position. Uh, they've been running the ball better. So winning the field position game, important special teams is going to be huge. And Michael Badgley, I, I pray to God maybe this game doesn't come down to a fifty-yard field goal by him. <laughs> I oh, I do not have all the faith in the world. Unfortunately, I really have to. Then he finally like nails one from fifty-four or something <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> yeah, oh. I hope we don't get the Lions version of the double doink. Horrible. 
Uh, one of our comments yeah. uh, from uh, Johnny, uh, fourth and goal, who do you trust to pick up that one yard, Swift or Dan Campbell? <laughs> Shout out Johnny. He's also a stud, an absolute stud of a man. Oh. Uh, another genius in the betting world. Uh, I'm a, uh, that's Dan a great Campbell. question. I don't know, man. Motor City Dan, he's got those muscles. He's got that developed chest. I think he could just barrel I said this for anything. years when the Lions had. And he's like 6'6". Um, I said this for years when the Lions sue on the team like don't line up your quarterback line up the 250 pound athletic freak or or 280 pound athletic freak he, i think at one yard uh with his athletic yeah. traits and size i don't know these teams so, get so cute sometimes all they need is one yard you can push the guy behind you now it is legal it used to not be legal it used to be a flag now in college <laughs> and in the nfl you can push the guy behind you it makes it almost impossible to stop a one yard run especially four times in a row but no, let's do this like play action. Let's do this throw. I mean, could they line up uh, the Sewell it's not as hard. a running back? Yeah, Sewell. Penny Sewell in there? For yeah. Jerry Perry days, you know, back in the day. Why? Hey, if, if he can get first downs, why can't he run a ball? Yeah, of course he can. What, like, could you imagine if we had Sewell on this team? I feel like this coaching staff would use him more creatively. I mean, we didn't use him completely uncreatively back then. He did kick field goals yeah. ever. Right. <laughs> but. Yeah. Like, I remember that. Like if the game came down to it, what like why why not like snap it to like Calvin Johnson to jump over the one yard line or something like that? Right. Like he can jump like ten feet. The guys in the can air, jump over everybody on the yard. field. It, it's I understand not doing it from like a risk, like a health standpoint, because you're most likely gonna get wild pretty good. Um but if it comes down yeah. to a big moment and late in the season, uh but you know, Z, I'd say got, just get the ball across based the on the the way the Lions, you know, the Dan Campbell philosophy the way our special teams have begun, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they pulled out something weird at the end of the if they needed it in this sure. game. I would love to see it. They, oh yeah, they everything's do. on the line in this game. You know, it's great. Yeah, we saw. I it could see them faking a punt the from their own fifteen. Like the best thing crazy, about Dan Campbell is crazy. he calls them. He doesn't just call them when you absolutely need them, and that's why he's kind of brilliant at it. Like, or like he might foresee the need. Like that fake punt we did against uh, who was it, the Jets. Uh, or who did we do that again? Vikings. Uh, we've, we've done a Vikings, number of them. Yeah. And uh, well, the the one from like the twenty yard line or whatever, the, the one from our own side. Yeah. Like we didn't necessarily need to do that, and like that's sort of the brilliance. He calls it like at the right time when no one's expecting it. So like, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't call it when he absolutely needed it, but those aren't the most effective times to call those kinds of plays. And I love the way his strategy and his tactics when utilizing those those plays. But so I wouldn't be surprised if we see one in this game at some point. Is all I'm saying, like, and not necessarily at the end for desperation. Absolutely, I think we'll so, see. Yeah, we're gonna see a fake punt or a fake field goal. Something like that will happen. It's just, yeah, it's gonna, I can't. Written. We'll never be in a position to punt, so we won't really see that. Oh yeah, maybe well, that's why it's gonna be so weird when we do the fake punt. Maybe we're not do it on like second down. Maybe not <laughs> kick to start the game. Or something like that too. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that could be, be wild. with Dan Campbell, which is yeah, that's true. What makes it fun to watch him uh, every week as well. But Can you let's imagine move if they on did that and didn't le- get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think the team would still rally around it. They'd all expect it. They, they would know uh, coming in like, hey, we're gonna have to gear up right away. Um, I don't hate it. I but, think um, they I would. Know. I don't think the fans would. That's what he's saying. But. Well, let's move on now to the last part here and hopefully not our last one of the year. And that, of course, 
is our ever-famous predictions. Woo! So that's right. Yay! So I mentioned the Lions, four and a half point underdogs going into Lambeau mm. Field. The over-under, 44 and a half. Bob, we'll start with you. All right. Well, like I'm excited about this matchup so much. I, I, I like... I like the Lions' chance in this game. As strangely, I've picked Lions to win every game this year, but uh, and I think I'm going to continue <laughs> with that same kind Uncanny. of prediction. Yeah, what's the over under is 45 in this one? And uh, 44 and a half. 44 and a half. <laughs> I, I would take take the over, and uh, most mm. of that is going to come from the Lions' side of the ball. Um, I think we're going to get that run game going. It's going to open up the pass game or vice versa. Either way, this team is just humming right now. And the defense is playing inspired. Rodgers mold. So they're going to get they're going to get their licks in. But uh, I think we're going to win this game. 35-21. It's going to be a lap wow. at the end. So and then that's a, that's a sizable win. Rodgers can limp off into the sunset. <laughs> love it. We love like it. it. Let's go to Connor. All right, I think uh, there's going to be some jitters early on, and you know there might be like a bad holding call early that makes people mad, and they'll be like, "Ah, oh, same old Lions and all that." But I think it's going to cool off pretty quickly. The Lions are going to take control. I think they're going to have a really strong second and third quarter in this game, and I think the over is barely going to hit. I think they're going to win this game, twenty-four to twenty-one, mm. on like a twenty twenty-eight yard chip shot field goal. Oh, with man. time expiring. Mm, there you go. <sighs> Michael Badgley for the win. Just not 50 yards away. 28 yards. <laughs> yeah, you know, I made this one close. If it's 50 yards, I'd rather see a Hail Mary, I think. My heart's a, just pounding just thinking about it. Yeah. A double doink that goes in. <laughs> Ooh, that would be wow. awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That's oh, my lord. <laughs> um, let's go to Red Dog. Okay. Well, I like Connor's analogy earlier of like... Uh, of Aaron Rodgers being worm tongue. So I'm going to continue that. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Hutch is going to be Gandalf and, uh, and uh, Houston's going to be Aragorn. They're going to cast him out and rid us of his vile wickedness this week. I think uh, it's going to start though with a lean in the middle dominating him and bugs are going to shut down, you know, help set up the shut down the run. And uh, they're, they're going to just get a chance to tee off on Rodgers. Uh, I think this defense, it's going to be not completely unlike what we saw last week, maybe a little more dominant. Um, I think this defense is, is is ready to just go off. And the way Houston's playing, the way Hutch is playing, the way that front seven is playing, I think it's going to be a long night for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get 10 yards on the ground, but it's going to end with him getting obliterated by Malcolm Rodriguez and so he's just going to stop doing that. Uh all that to be said, uh the Lions are going to just dominate. The I you know Goff has struggled on against good secondaries this year, but he's going to flip the script this this week and he's going to be rolling. All his targets are there. It's going to be a bloodbath. Well, the end score is going to be 45. That's right. The Lions are going to get 45 points, get the over all by themselves. 2-3. Right. They're going to get a pity field goal for the Packers. It's going <laughs> to be just utter obliteration wow. into the postseason because I think the Seahawks are going to lose. So I would love that. Right. 45 to three. I hope you're right. That's amazing. 
Yeah. We're going to get some picks <laughs> in there. Red dot. Beautiful. Oh, there'll be some picks. Hutch is going to get his fourth pick. Um, we get like a James Houston pick just for fun. James Houston's <laughs> going to get a sack fumble for a touchdown. So, you know, we can't all be pickers on our D line. Someone's got to get sack. Fumbles. Someone weird needs to get a pick. Like someone you wouldn't expect. Like, like, like bugs McNeil. or like bugs. Lee yeah. McNeil. Yeah. McNeil like or that. bugs be a good pick choice. <laughs> well, if bugs is like holding the football, I feel, I feel like, you know, it's going to look like a little snack in his hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd be good on that one yard run. Bugs. <laughs> yeah. Plowing through there, yeah, big dude. <laughs> um, so in our uh, in our chat, we have a couple predictions. Jared Goff will throw over one and a half touchdowns. Uh, twenty-one seventeen Lions. Uh, so an under. How do you throw half a touchdown? Well, the over/under is at one and a half. So if he throws one, you lose. If he throws two, you win. That's yes. Yeah. What if he does get half a touchdown though? All right, let's move on uh, to my prediction. <laughs> we don't have time for that nonsense. All right, so serious stuff. This is gonna. This is gonna be. Uh, this is gonna be fascinating. This is gonna be absolutely a blast to watch, regardless of the outcome in the Seattle game. Obviously, it adds a whole new layer. Um, I mean, the 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 Lions fan in me says Seattle's probably gonna win that game, but the blue Kool Aid drinker in me says they're gonna lose the game by ten points. Um, so, I I, I do think it doesn't matter. I, the Lions are going to come out and play to win this game no matter what and run all the stops, whether that's an onside kick, the fake punts, uh, double reverse pass. Um, I I think we will see it all in this game. I'm, I'm elated to see it. Maybe Jamison Williams out of the, the shotgun. Maybe he just takes a direct snap. Uh, I, I doubt yeah. it, but, you know, anything's on the table. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, I predict that the Lions will win this game. 27 to 21. It'll Ooh. be close. I, it'll be close. Okay. Uh, hit the I over. think that's what the NFL wants, too. You know, we're talking about the conspiracy and stuff like that. Well, they're going to take it all the way down <laughs> the wire uh, to make it a little more interesting. But they'll get the Lions a six-point victory. So we have all yet again predicted Lions victory in our last Whoa. regular season podcast. I got so, it. one more prediction, Z. Sorry to cut you there. But one more prediction in this win. The Lions are going to overcome an absolutely heinous call by the refs. Like something that erases a touchdown or like gives Aaron Rodgers like 10 extra tries at the end zone. Like that one game two years ago. Anyway, we're going to overcome at least one egregious call to help the Packers. Mm. We're just going to dominate them that good. What's the over under on how many times I say clown in the podcast chat (laughs) for this game? Ooh, wow. at least three. I'd Six say, and a half. You're pretty quick on the trigger. Six and a half. I like that. That's a yeah. good line. Yeah. <laughs> Discounter, you, you take the, the over or the under? <laughs> I'm taking the over. <laughs> Hopefully they're not clowns on the line. Gle- no, of course not. <laughs> you know, is, I mentioned is Glenn those- still a clown last week because it was probably his best performance of the year but he was a clown by quarter one uh, I, I the said some things in <laughs> anger that I regret <laughs> um okay so just a few more notes I found interesting uh you know I, I mentioned about Williams <laughs> Thanks, I need Steve. six yards 250k bonus and Khalif Raymond's <laughs> bonus uh that he's playing for just a few other interesting ones I thought uh Justin Fields needed need 64 more yards to set the NFL record but he will not be playing this week, so he will not get that record. That's rushing yards for a quarterback, at least. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes needs 429 more yards to set an NFL record for passing in a single season. Uh, and he's going against a Raiders defense that is not great against the pass. Uh, Zay Jones on the Jaguars needs two catches to make $250,000 and 98 yards to make $500,000. Tyler Higby, <laughs> tight end on the Rams, needs 13 yards for $500,000. Um, Christian Kirk needs two catches for for $100,000 bonus and 91 yards for a $500,000 bonus. So a million dollars he's got in the line in the last week of the season. Just studying people's contracts. Z? Wow. Like, uh, Gerald <laughs> Everett needs the whole five catches for a $250,000 bonus. That's a tight end. He's an accounting guy. This is his <laughs> yeah. exciting Hold stuff. On, I, I have two more and one is relevant, at least for Lions history. Uh, DeAndre Carter, wide receiver on the Chargers, needs two receptions for $250,000 bonus. And then this one is Lions related because it deals with Calvin Johnson's single season receiving record. Jefferson was full last week against uh, the Green Bay Packers. So he was expected to surpass this, but now I think it's unlikely. He needs 194 yards to record uh, uh, receiving in order to break the single season receiving record. But I don't think he will get that. That brings up a good question, Z. Like, because I was just thinking the same thing about. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jamal Williams touchdown challenge. Yeah, he Barry needs two. Sanders he needs two record. to beat Barry one to tie him. Yeah, but like, like that's not even he's not competing against Barry's record anymore because we're in the seventeenth game of the season. Like, how do you even compare these records? Uh, this this is the old Roger Maris home run record. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a debate. It's, relevant, yeah, it's, it's a question as old as time. It changes everything to, though. They get. Goff match uh, or beat Stafford's home touchdown passes, but he had an extra home game this year, so I don't know if that counts. You know, mm. he had he nine had home, home games game this year. Yeah, yeah, extra game on schedule. Yeah, yeah. Do you oh, think if Dan Campbell lines you up and was like, if you catch this pass, you get a two hundred fifty thousand dollars bonus? You think he can make that happen? Yeah. Well, yeah. And what route would you run? me? <laughs> is a <laughs> is an NFL defender defending me? That's a big uh, yeah. criteria. <laughs> I want to see Rudd Dog on the wheel route, like just gunning for it, going for that. I mean, if I can, yeah, I could run it and catch it. I mean, am I going to get like covered by a guy who can run four four though? Because probably I'm not going to have a chance. <laughs> so you guys all, you guys all hyped for this game. Everyone's going to be uh cook, cook, cooking up some food and like making it like a playoff atmosphere. So it's going to be kind of like a playoff atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you a couple little props. It's going to be tails on the on the toss. And this will be our first Gatorade dump of the year when we win the make the playoffs. They're going to dump it on. Uh, what color? Uh, blue. Blue. Okay. It's going to be blue Kool Aid. Yeah, that'd that's be awesome. Right. If it was literally blue Kool Aid. It should be. <laughs> we should sponsor the league's Kool Aid or the Lions Kool Aid. I mean, what if we did that? Like, we sponsored like a jug of Kool Aid for their wins to pour on. Dave. I think we have to talk to the actual brand Kool Aid <laughs> to get. How do we do that? Do I'm, I'm, yeah, sure actual I'm sure there's many layers we have to go through. We'll pay for the bucket and the Kool-Aid. We got you. <laughs> yeah, we get some really ratchet-looking buckets. <laughs> and the ice. We're, we're serious about this. All right. As always, there's a good time to wrap up this podcast. And that is it. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Um, time to wrap it up. So, uh, th- again, this is our last regular season one. Of course, we'll be... Uh, Hop it on here. I don't know if it'll be immediately after the game or day after. Uh, just be on the lookout uh, to see when we'll be reacting to this game. Uh, and then we'll be giving out our season. Well, it depends on the results of, uh, of this weekend. What uh, comes after that? 
Uh, we would be we'll talking after Super, Bowl Super Bowl run. Well, we're most likely going to be talking about a Super Bowl run because we all expect the Lions to make the playoffs yeah. after this weekend. But if not, stay Exciting. tuned um, for our future plans. But uh, Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Follow there. Let us know your predictions for the last regular season game on Sunday night football. Um, and then thank you to sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast. Always greatly appreciate them. Go check out their articles, especially uh, leading into this last end. Um, and uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, download, please subscribe. Please leave a review. If you're listening right now on the podcast or on YouTube, um, go check it out. Um, also, thank you to our producer. Good day. 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 Ah, all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> I got that. Um, we got there. Also, uh, you know, I, I mentioned we're on YouTube here. Uh, you can there's a, there's YouTube handles now. Uh, if you want to go look us up, type in drinking the blue Kool-Aid, DTBK, or um even simpler at DTBK underscore lion. Of course, drink that snazzle drink of blue Kool-Aid underscore lines. Um, really? Candles so I you can like, hold on. I wouldn't have puzzled that out. Off. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for listening. We hope you have a great, fantastic weekend. Oh, you know what? There's one more note, and I, I make I made it in the introduction, um, the the pre-record introduction, but also uh, just on our last note here, uh. Emlyn of the Bills. We hope he continues to re- recover. There's been some good signs lately, so just uh, send up prayers to him and that, that he continues to hopefully trend in the right direction. So that's uh, was Bigger extremely scary. For sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the NFL is going to do about that, but obviously it's secondary. But uh, there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. I'm thinking about him, it's so just... I just I just wanted to make sure to note that here at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So thank you everybody for listening. We hope you have a great, fantastic weekend. And we'll be back uh, reacting to everything about Sunday Night Football. Lions finally get that national recognition. So, last but not least, as always, go! 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 Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, 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 go hard, win the game, with honor you will keep your fame, down the field and gain, a Lions victory, go, go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.